Hi everybody, this was originally recorded as a bonus show with myself and Andy from that UFO podcast, but decided to put it out as a main show, so I hope you enjoy it. Me and Andy have been recording for the last couple of hours just to get, just to keep you happy, patrons happy, you know, like we charge you money, you want bonus stuff, which is what you pay for, so you've got it for the last month and a half with me and Andy basically, so Andy's back and we're not speaking about creepy stories or anything today Andy, we're going to just kind of do like what was that all about type material which Mm -hmm. can be a little bit shy but nostalgic school stuff we're going to be speaking about today and kind of what was the point of it, was there a point of it, you alright with that? Absolutely. So let's just dive straight in, this is something I vaguely remember um, and it's playing the recorder, and again, going to sound like Peter K here, but what were that all about, mate? I'm not and, even joking here, right? I I used to take the recorder class for the teacher who couldn't <laughs> be who couldn't be fucked doing it, right? Because she used to get for a fag at lunchtime, so she'd been tasked. And this was primary five, right? With a teacher, Mrs. Blackburn, she'd probably be dead now. Um, but I used to play the recorder in school. I was that kid that used to put his hand up and volunteer for fucking everything, right? I was like a golden boy in school. And uh, every instrument, every extra class. I remember, do you remember you used to have like lunchtime classes? So on a Monday, there'd be like football. On a Tuesday, it'd be recorder. On a Wednesday, there'd be like arts and craft, right? On a Thursday, would be choir. Are you talking about secondary or primary here? Primary. See, in my primary school, there was, I don't remember any sort of, lunchtime classes like being able to do something over and above the actual Aye. academia stuff that you had to do there was nothing like that that yeah. I, maybe i just ignored it so much that it wasn't a thing in my mind yeah but like music class would be our, our primary school was two floors and on one side there was like the, the sort of music room in inverted uh-huh. commas that we would get forced to go to once a week, <laughs> but we weren't in there the other way. Yeah. But you were saying, Miss, 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 I'll take the class. Oh, 100%. I know this was covered in shite. Um, <laughs> so I, I used to volunteer for everything, and there was a point in primary five where I was getting burnt out because I had fucking six classes, extra classes during the lunch times in five <laughs> days, mate. And I remember the recorder class was one of them, but she clearly was like, This wee fucking geeky prick loves this. Andy, you take the recorder class because I could play it, right? But I couldn't read music, but I could do it by ear. So even now I can sit with like a Wayne's piano and I can sit and work out a song. If you give me five minutes, just be playing it by ear. Um, which is just apparently some folk can do it, some folk can't, right? But I used to do that with a recorder where I, I could just work out just by playing it, a song. Um, so she just got me taking this class. And this is like, she was just like, I'm away for a fag, fuck this, right? For 20 minutes at lunchtime. Um so I used to have all these classes, but I, 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 and I remember, this is fucking tragic, actually. I volunteered. I went to Knightswood Primary, so for anybody listening, that for Knightswood, uh, I went to Knightswood Primary and Secondary. Um, I, I asked to play at the school assembly. Now, when you would sit there, like Primary 1 to 3 and 47, and sit and listen to the, the local vicar would come in and talk about something cool, uh, and they cool. would read it, give you some certificates and that. I fucking asked to go and play a recorder at it. And I did. And I played uh, Jesus Let's Us Shine. But isn't the recorder like it's not it's not played in like orchestras and stuff like that? Is it like a gateway drug to the Ketamine? Ketamine <laughs> started and, with recorder. <laughs> started with the recorder, ketamine. got onto the ketamine. But no, but like clarinet and stuff like that, is it not like start there? Move I, on I, to I that? think it's just dead accessible to everybody. Because you can go buy a recorder for a pound at the pound shop. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And then... We never had... Like, I never had... There were was, there was some people in my class that I can remember that had their own recorders and would bring them in. But it was me. just like shared recorders. That, so you were that wee guy. And then we were just blowing into shared recorders that probably weren't cleaned by anybody. No, that were just weren't. stuck in a box. At the end of the day, and you were blowing on other wee guys spit-ridden recorders. You know that cunt when you go to play snooker or pool with your mates, turns up with his own cue and it's in three different bits? That was me with my recorder, like fucking... <laughs> Tuning in the recorder. Uh, the recorder X7. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> An RXBY. Uh, yeah. I got this made for us. The, the, the top of it was made in Japan, the bottom part in Cambodia, and the middle part I can't actually tell you because it's illegal. That's a fucking... 
they would they use. But nah, I, I used to play recorder in school. Fucking tragic. Good times. Uh, decent times in primary school, yeah. Like I says, I've got a list in front of me. I'm, I'm going to be skipping some because some of them I don't think. This is very American-based. And like the second one is something that I don't, that they can't be taught in schools. How to drop an egg without breaking it. Uh, see, I think when I first read that, I was thinking like egg and spoon race. But obviously it's not because it's how to drop an egg without breaking it. See, um, I, I, I think that eggs, you can basically drop any egg on grass and it won't break. Well, as I suppose it would depend on the height. Not even the height. I think it might be the force. Like if you flung it down, it would break. But see, even if it fell for 40 feet, it would yeah, land on the grass and not break now. Nah, I'm going to say it would kick in there. Dropped egg on grass. Theory has it that given sufficient height, aerodynamics will cause the egg to align itself uh, to land on the bluntner of the two ends. The egg is remarkably strong in this orientation. As long as it falls onto a reasonably forgiving surface, a lawn perhaps, it won't break. From what height? It just says theory that given, well, given sufficient height, so like almost like the higher the better, aerodynamics will cause it to turn round to the, its hardest part and land on that so it doesn't break. So the Mora, if I remember, Jack, text me and I'm going to go out and throw an egg at my windy onto the grass and see if it breaks or not and I'll report back. I play, like there, there might be, so it might be like there'll be a, a dead zone where it, it can't get round to its maximum unbreakable position. Mm-hmm. And then there'll also be like if you flung it out, like because you're flinging it and you're adding velocity to it so no be able to turn up. Because you know how if you squeeze an egg like top to tip, like you kind of break it almost. Mm-hmm. I think that's maybe what happens here if it's given enough time. So, do you want to know what I used to do with eggs when I was younger? <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> fuck. So, <laughs> just stick them up your arse, I don't know. No, 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 quite. They used to break. Um, so, I, I lived in a high-rise flat in Knightswood. If anyone knows the Lincoln Flats, right, I stayed in the one at the top of the hill and used to get loads of wee neds and scumbags hanging about the bottom of the flats. Right. Uh, and I was quite a good boy, so I didn't like a lot of the wee scuzzles kicking about. Um, even though I played football with loads of them. But when folk were down there making loads of noise, I would get eggs at the fridge or frozen chicken nuggets, stuff like that. And right. I, I was eight floors up, by the way, so I was a considerable height. Um, and I would open my window, turn the bedroom light off if it was nighttime, and I would just drop eggs and shit down at them. Uh, right. And then close my window dead quick. I used to quite enjoy doing that. At least it's not like, <laughs> like the tough side flats in Glasgow, they used to fling out... Uh, washing machines and shit like that. You know, I, got hit by, I got hit by a coin once. That was pretty sore. I can imagine the velocity would could almost could almost kill you. It, it cut my head. Don't know how high they up they were. I, I was cycling my bike up the side of the wee road and uh, just I remember just hearing a <laughs> little air and then just a really sharp pain and I heard the coin hit the ground and I was like ah fuck, and I bit of blood but bastards motherfuckers. But yeah, I think as long as you don't throw it and it gets time to get at the fat end at the bottom, it's probably got quite a high chance of surviving. But it, never get taught that at school. That, we're nah, talking about school. It wasn't yeah. a thing that they took you outside to do. Mostly for the fact that none of my schools had grass in them. There was no grass anywhere. It was all concrete. Mm, uh, we had some grass kicking about, but nah, I think you would do that anyway. That's a weird one. That's a shitty one, yeah. Periodic table, mate. Did you ever do chemistry? Yeah, I didn't mind chemistry. It was all right. Um, it's fun the first few times you do it, and you get funny about the Bunsen burners and stuff like that. And then you just get boys thinking they're funny, leaving the gas on and try to kill us off. But I, I remember uh, we were in, um, what you call it, standard grade chemistry. Yeah, I. So in like what, what fourteen or something, third, third and fourth year, I. Third and yeah. fourth year, and um, so we had like there was this like. A bit at the side where it had like a like a chimney almost, mm-hmm. like to like shoot the bad stuff. Out. I still don't know how it's it's probably gone by now, but you would do experiments in there. So if it didn't spill, the the gas would get shooked up. Yeah, and uh, basically a lassie turned in with a, like a a beaker full of fucking chlorine or something, right, and dropped it on the flare, and her and her lab partner person turned yellow within about <laughs> thirty seconds and had to get took to the hospital. Right, amazing. 
And then about a week later, we were doing an experiment with lithium. Now you could, mm-hmm. like, it, it reacts violently lithium with paper. water. Aye, when you put it in the water, it like, psh, yeah. couldn't eat one of them. And he had to go to the hospital. I know, man. Like, I don't understand brilliant. why. I don't understand why the chemistry teacher didn't get the sack. Because, mate, see, back then it was fine. Teachers didn't give a fuck, did they? <laughs> and like, we had a French teacher who never spent the year teaching us French. She spent the year going and having fags in the cupboard because we were four floors up in the school, or the top floor, whatever it was in Knightswood. Mrs. Geddes, again, if MD's for Knightswood, but she used to just go in and fucking fags, come into the class, reek and go, oh, sorry, I had to go for 10 minutes. And you were like, we know what you're doing. Um, but I. I, the, the only thing funny thing I remember for chemistry and there must have been loads of shit happened but was one day somebody dropped a beaker and dead quick one of the boys started doing the Stone Cold Steve Austin theme tune so you had the, gla- <laughs> the glass smash and then the boy went that was that was just like peak school that was like aye rolling about but oh that's absolutely perfect aye but I still remember that weird links like the la- one of the lasses was called Barbara which is like the oldest lady's name ever, but she was mm. called Barbara. And she was also on Junior Gladiators. Right. <laughs> and she, that's it. There's nothing over and above that. She was on Junior Gladiators and got chlorine poisoning. Do you know what? If she had a name as a Junior Gladiator and called herself Chlorine, that would have been quite good. Would have been pretty, would have been pretty snazzy, aye. Aye. Right. Again, the periodic table. No, nah, well, I don't know. What's your favourite metal? <laughs> Fucking but, all of it. But, like, I actually have one, and it was because I, I was, <laughs> this is so fucking sad, right? So we, we started a metal band, or we wanted to be in a metal band at 15, 16, and I wanted to have a nickname. Mm-hmm. So I looked at the periodic table and found the dense, the densest metal. Like, so density, like, the, the smaller it is, the heavier it is, basically, because it's so dense. Yeah. And as far as I know, Osnium is the densest metal that you get. Right. So I wanted to be called Jack Osnium. <laughs> I think that's all right. Osnium. And it was only because it was the densest. So it was like, you could get a wee tiny piece of it dead heavy. Osnium density. Yeah, so. I like them sulfur and thorium. Sorry, I'm just looking up most dense metal. Most dense metal. Osmium, yeah. yeah. Nah, I was quite staunch in school, Jack. So uh, sulfur and thorium are 16 and 90 in the periodic table. So, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant one. Uh, Osmium's just above gold and aluminium. I thought that was dead undense. That seems dead light, like a bit Actually, of I'm looking yeah. at all the individual letters. There's an F, but I can't find a T or a or the other one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you... PB is gold, so that'd be close-ish. FPB. <laughs> <laughs> Said Dyslexic Rangers Association. <laughs> uh, e. Periodic. Have you found it now? Oh, what was I about be looking for? Phosphorus. Phosphorus. Uh, P. That's huh. just P. Have just P. <laughs> F. I, just P. This is cracking content for folk paying for it. This is the Patreon memberships are getting reduced so this get, month. You've got fluorine. What would you say when you said? Uh, sulfur and thorium. What about titanium? It's in titanium here. That doesn't seem right. You could get, let's just be honest, you could get FTP if you if you wanted to, I think. What's T in the periodic table? No, so you don't have just a normal T. Nah, it's nah. not there. Nah. You get TS. It's in a WATP. <laughs> Asking for too much. W. <laughs> There's no as many individual letters, actually. I've got the periodic table here. There's no a lot of individual letters. They don't all have one. Nah, no, a lot of them are sort of double up. There's a W in tung- tungsten, mm. but that comes from its German name, Wolfram. No, but there is a go. W. So tungsten's just W. A. Come on. <laughs> I don't think it's just an A. I can't just put an A. Nah, this is like one of the fucking Sudoku puzzles now, isn't it? Try to find out just individual thingies. Nah. Nah, there's no A. We're really fucked up with the A. Aye. Right. Sorry. Uh, back to... Um, again, this might be an American thing. Learning the first 25 digits of pi. 
Nah, 3.14, that was it. 3.14 is enough. I remember I used to work, I used to be like a classroom assistant. And I used to work with quite a lot of students that had like dyscalculia and stuff like that that couldn't, couldn't do maths. And that's what they get told. Just don't do pi. Because even though pi was the wee symbol in the calculator, they couldn't mm-hmm. find it. Yeah. Just, like, just remember 3.14. There, there must be a world record for that. There, there definitely is. There is, yeah. It goes to like thousands of digits, doesn't it? Just remembering that many digits, yeah. You ever seen the, uh, like, oh, what's the numbers called that you can only divide with themselves in one? Prime numbers. Prime numbers. You ever seen the largest prime number ever, like, printed out? Nah. It's like an 800 page book. Have you read it? I've read it. It's pretty good, man. You're like, I'm halfway halfway through it at the minute. It's fucking riveting. Halfway through it, but (laughs) aye. So it's like, they're they're all like four times 10 to the power of 17 minus one. There's always like the wee minus one to make it prime. But it's like fucking 800 pages. It's a big chunky number. Really, I was going to say really interesting. (laughs) That's really over egging it. But when it comes to like sort of like passwords and sort of stuff like that when it comes to computing. I think that prime numbers are really quite important because mm-hmm. back in the day before computers were like supercomputers, there was like prizes for finding out massive prime numbers. So you'd get paid. Like I think the first person, again, going off a of memory that found the first, like say, a thousand digit prime number got paid like a hundred thousand dollars. Because it's so can, important in computing. Kanye West or something? Probably Kanye West or something like that, yeah. I just like bring them back to call on each episode <laughs> just so he gets a mention. Just um, God rest his soul. <laughs> it's been a while since he passed. It has been, yeah, a couple of weeks now. The, 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 that's he- that's the, heat was fucking brutal, it, isn't it? Well, like, he, he, the, the steak pie was good. He always said he was going to put steak pie on at his, at his uh, wake, so at least that was something. Aye, there was uh, 3.14 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a mind how to write in cursive? So, like, practising your handwriting? Aye, done that. Um, I, I tried it recently. So, you do it in school. Um, why, what was I doing? I'd done something recently I had to write, and I tried to write it, and I realised I was doing it for the first time in ages. I just write everything block capitals now. Um, and I realised I was doing it, and it felt fucking weird. Um, even my even my cursive or joined up writing, as we called it in school, uh, I was joined up writing. Now. I remember a teacher telling me I had a really lovely style. Um, she said it was dead unique. I think what she meant was it was messy as fuck, but she appreciated that. Um, but I nah, it's one of the things again. You don't need it, do you? You don't you don't write a lot of stuff doing these days. Well, you don't you you hardly write anything nowadays. Um, Although when I'm doing the podcast, I, I I write a lot of notes like on post-it notes or bits of paper in front of me, just wee keywords and stuff. I like wow. that as a an instant kind of oh I need to come back to that. Right, okay. But like I don't have to be taking notes just having a conversation with you're calling. No. I, imagine if you're having an interview and somebody says something you need to think, right, I need to dig deeper into that. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Whereas, whereas I don't. So cursive writing, mm, long division is another one that I fucking utter waste of time unless you if it. Somebody went like that to me, it divide three thousand and twenty eight by twenty seven. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but I could have when I was eight or nine or whatever age you get taught that. At. You get taught that pretty young, long division. Aye. I always felt in school that there's anything after second year you didn't need, even maybe even first year, unless you were going to go into something that was heavy duty mathematics to coin a Glasgow phrase. Then it was just a waste of time. And there's a few math things in here that I'm just like, you, you don't need it. You know, and I think it might be in here, but you know the idea of like not not being allowed to use a calculator for an exam. Yeah, I was always like, what, what, si- what, what situation in my life is somebody going to be like, oh, tell us this, and I've got to wait a minute. And they go, no, no, don't use a calculator. <laughs> like, why not? I think it's just probably a way just to get your, your mind thinking, working a different, slightly different way to keep those, you know how we spoke about, like, drugs perhaps interacting with your brain in a certain way and maybe weakening certain paths or di- mm. disrupting them. I think maybe just when it comes to mental arithmetic it's strengthening those connections perhaps i think if but again if you were always going to plan even as a youngster i I wanted to be a journalist or work in the media so you know here we are but i was always like i'm only going to need so much maths i need a base level to get me by um and i've got a decent understanding i don't need to plot 
an inverted X and Y graph. Do you know what I mean? I think with maths as well as you need to practice it. And if you fall behind, like so say say you're sick for a week in school and you come back and yeah. last week you were doing X plus two equals three, what is X? And then you come back the next week and it's X squared minus Y squared plus two equals four, 48. Aye. Even though it's, it's not that much different, it's really not how you work it out, but that massive jump from the simplistic nature of that to that seems too much for you to catch up with. So I think, see, if you miss, if you're no practicing it, I think you're pretty fucked when it, comes to, when it comes to maths. I think yeah, if you no. practiced it, like I think if you go back to your, go back to anybody's school days, if you never miss missed a maths class and done your maths homework, you could probably do some pretty amazing maths nowadays. But because Aye. you just miss classes, fall behind, and then it's a self fulfilling prophecy, we go like I do it. If I'd really stuck in, I could have had a blog all about other football teams' finances, but I never did. I must have missed that week, so. Um, or I could have been Andy McGowan, a friend of yours from RBR. Andy's good with his finances, isn't he? It's his job. It's but his again, forte. That's just practising. Yeah. Numbers bore me, though. I, I, but even though it's a process, I get bored in the process. I, I quite like listening to certain podcasts about maths and maths theory. Because when I'm listening to it, I'm like, I don't understand that. Yeah. But I'm still enjoying listening about the whole thing. And then I don't take anything from it. Like Hannah Fry, you know Hannah Fry, the red tail lassie, it does a lot of sort of... I know the name, aye. Aye. I love listening to her podcasts. I love watching her documentaries. But at the end of it, I'm just like... I don't... Do you know what I used to love I've listening learned, to? I've not learned anything, but I enjoyed it. I had a paper run growing up... Uh, and see, I used to listen to TalkSport all the time. For 2001, I used to listen to TalkSport, like everything that was on TalkSport, and I still do it to this day. I'm a big TalkSport fan, right? Even though there's a lot of fannies on it these days. Um, but in the mornings on a Sunday and Saturday, uh, my paper on maybe like 6 o'clock in the morning, and it used to be the fishing forecast that was on, and I used to think it was fucking great. And it was dead chilled and dead laid back. See, like a, a Saturday morning, half six, going up and doing Great Western Road or Annie's Land Road. And it's, uh, it was, I can't remember the guy's, Keith, was it Keith Arthur? Something his name was. And he'd just be sitting going, oh, no, Jack, and uh, your fishing tackle, what what one have you bought? And some guy's going, well, uh, well, Keith, I've just bought a new fishing line and it's made of uh, a different type of cotton. And it was just dead chilled, relaxing. I had no fucking interest at all in fishing, but just just enjoyed having it there as like, ambient. It's kind of like the, the shipping forecast on BBC Radio 4. Yeah. You know, where people Aye. just don't understand it, but listen to it, it's dead relaxing. Yeah. And now Storm Nigel is heading into the North Sea at 4.8 miles an hour. Yeah. Jackie, could, Jackie could start saying like dodgy stuff and need to be catch on. I don't think anybody would know. I've been wearing my wife's pants now for three weeks and she's not noticed. I was sitting Storm outside Keenan. of the cinema last night and two <laughs> ten-year-olds came up to me without a gun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody would notice. had a gun. They had one. Eh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Geometric poofs. How to climb a rope? That was one, right? In the the gym hall, there was a, like a big machine, almost like a big machine that you pulled out and it just had four ropes dangling for it, and you would climb up a rope. Just a pulley thing. I I was a chubby kid in school, so I was useless at all that kind of stuff. So was I, I remember like the like must have been a travelling fucking like um, circus. You, no, not a circus, but when you set up like a like we we run up a thing over a seesaw under a net. What do you call that? Like a something uh, course, a obst- assault course, like assault course basically. Aye. So I, that, this assault course came to our primary school, and I was like, right. The first thing was like a like a five foot wall that you literally had to run up and just climb her. And I was like the chubby lad, so I said, look, I'll just I'm the strongest, obviously. I'll just puck everybody up, and then I couldn't get over it myself, man. It's one of the most embarrassing things in my whole life. It was a team of four, me. Mark, Mark and Mark, because everybody was called Mark in my primary school. So I read a lot pocky, of Marks. Pocky, Aye. Pocky, and then I ran up and was too fat to get out of the wall. Are you, are you saying Pucky? P-U-C-K-Y? I, I it was, we, we called it a puddy. Nah, I called it uh, no, a Pucky. I was, you would give somebody a puddy up, like just put their foot Aye. on your hand and lift them up. If you were getting air, air a fence, you'd give them a puddy. I'd give them a Pucky. Right, okay. Uh, so was my, puddy. Sli- slightly different. 
like not that far from each other, but a couple, nah. like, probably like five or six miles at the most. Aye, just that language was different. Aye, pucky. Far, far enough that if folk bumped into each other and night out, they would not fuck each other because of where they were from. Ah, you say puddy, you can. Aye, puddy, pucky, for pucky toy. <laughs> aye, basically, aye, young Start toy. charging at you with fireworks. That happened to me in Shettleston once. You chased with fireworks. <laughs> so me and me and my mate, uh, and it has it was his dad's football teams uh, like had a race night in Shettleston. And some wee shitey bowling club. So there's a bunch of like eight, 18, 19. Was it Shettleston Bowling Shettleston. Club? <laughs> aye. It must have been, aye. <laughs> Otherwise, we made a big fucking mistake there. It was Easterhouse, but we got off at Shettleston, had a walk. Um, so we got off at Shettleston, and I remember the train station was a big uh, hill up, just where they walk up this hill. And it was about this time of year, right? Uh, you know, November, December time. Run about fireworks night, I must have been. One of the boys in the company, because I only knew one or two of the boys, the rest of them were all my mates' mates. Uh, we were all going there for a cheap night out before we went out into town. One of the boys was in a wheelchair as well. That's relevant, right? Uh, and we look up this hill and we just see like a wee light and an early UFO sighting. But no, it was like on the road. And I'm looking and I see these two wee figures, uh, Nicola Sturgeon and somebody else, and a wee <laughs> light. And the next thing you hear that fucking distinct whistle of a firework. And then... It fires at us. It hits the wall just next to us. So the poor cunt in the wheelchair shites himself, right? Um, but he didn't know. It was... <laughs> Shit. Like, Sorry, man. That's bad. Aye, poor Barry. Um, so he's <laughs> <laughs> right in his sports cars. Um, right. So the next thing, all oh, these cunts come around the top of the hill, charging down the road, right? Golf clubs, fucking big bits of wood, whatever they were hoarding. It was dark, so we were all like, what the fuck's going on? Only one of the guys in the group was a mad hard bastard, right? The rest is all shite herself. The poor cunt in the wheelchair is trying to about turn, right? Um, and then... Burning rubber. Aye, aye, burning rubber. He did it go the other way. Uh, and I remember they're all shouting, fucking get them and fucking it, right? What The one cunt in the other group who's hard's at, right, boys, looks like we've got a rumble and he's pulling his fucking sleeves up and everything, right? And we're like, ah, fuck this, man, you can fight these cunts yourself. So just before they get near us, as we all start to run away, abandoning the poor cunt in the wheelchair, you know, half tempted to tip him out so they get him in the us. <laughs> the, uh, tip him out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you just need to outrun one, don't you? Um, That's it, aye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> use him as a shield throw the chair at them um, you hear them going no that's no them that's no the boys for fucking wherever right and the, the cunts get next days and I just remember locking on to the fact all these cunts ran at us with golf clubs and fucking fucking uh, cautious and stuff right and one cunt just ran at us with a bunch of fireworks right? <laughs> but they're not lit he just, just ran down the hill Hoarding a bunch of fireworks, like, yes, right, <laughs> fucking Begbie style. And it's like, what were you going to do if you caught us? Just, I'll fucking light these, you cunt. <laughs> and it was just that way I was like, it, it suddenly went from being really heated to these boys going, oh, where are his fae? And that's always a dodgy question, isn't it? Oh, fuck, what do we say? No fae where you want to knock fuck at you anyway. And the boys were like, oh, sorry, we thought you were some boys for like Anderson or fucking somewhere like that, whatever it was, we've been fighting. Uh, and we fucked off up to the club. And I just remember that cunt ran it as with fireworks. And like, you know, now we're anchor, man, when they have that big fight scene, but Brick's just walking about with a fucking grenade. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, I wasn't there, but a pal of mine years ago, I'll change his name, but he was called, let's say he was called Billy, right? Right. And they, they were getting chased through Ibrooks one night, like, with right. a cunt with an axe. And Billy, <laughs> Billy <laughs> fell over, right? <laughs> And they, they come with the axe went like, are you Billy? And he went, eh, no, no, I'm Chili. <laughs> like, literally change, just change one letter. Chili. Just a syllable. Just a syllable. He went, no, I'm Chili, mate. He went, I need boring, just kept going. He was obviously about to murder somebody called Billy that night. And Billy, wasn't he that Billy? But he just went, oh, uh, no, no. And shat himself and just changed one syllable. He went, right, no worries, then. <laughs> just oh. kept going. Mate, so here's on. So again, folks know Knightswood, Lincoln Avenue, right? I was finishing my paper on one day and I was literally across for Lincoln Avenue for my grand's house. Busy afternoon, that road's fucking heaving, right? And you're talking about half three, four o'clock, broad daylight. And I remember like waiting to cross the road, right? And this big dodgy looking cunt had just walked around the corner. And next thing I know, he kind of jogs back around. And I'm looking as if like wonder where he's gone. And he basically sticks my bike wheel between his legs and he goes, I need your bike, wee man. 
and I'm like, what? He's like, I need your bike. And I was like, what? I'm not giving you my bike. And he was like, bigger than this and everything. He's like, look, if you don't get off your bike and geese it, I'll take this knife out my pocket and stab you in the heart. And I'm like, fuck, right here, I've got a dilemma. So I got off <laughs> my bike, but I kept my hand on the handlebar. And I'm looking, going, I'm literally, I can see my grand's windy, just hoping somebody looks out and shouts, or, or somebody in a motor stops, but people are just yeah. driving by. And this guy's like, mate, I've got cunts after this for money, and I'm pure fucking, I, I need I need stuff to sell, so just gauge your bike, be man, it's no worth it, it's no worth it. And I'm like, aye, well, the next thing I know, this other boy comes back from the corner, who I used to play football with, and he's like, I can't remember who the fucking boy was, and he's like, here, fucking Boydo, that's wee Andy for the flats, don't fucking touch wee Andy, and he's like, oh, right. do you stay up at Lincoln Flats? And I'm like, aye, and he's like, oh, here, mate, sorry, I didn't realise, I didn't realise, <laughs> and he left me with this line, mate, he goes, here, take that back, just you remember, mate, nobody for the flats is a thief, <laughs> and I thought, except you, Nicklin, <laughs> <laughs> and he gave us my bike back and fucked off. Uh, I get my bikes low at tough side. Uh, again, like high rise flats. I went and played football one night. Uh, not even one night, just during the day with one of the boys from one of the boys from school. Put my bike at the side of the flies pitches. And it disappeared. So I ran him greeting. Uh, so my mouth on the police. And to be fair to the police, they found my bike within an hour because all they done was look at the CCTV footage of the lifts and aye. the boy taking the bike in a lift. Like yeah. Yes. Aye. They just went up and chapped the store. Man, he's that bike back. You're thieving bastard. Aye, aye. My, you it, know, I got I got a bike for my Christmas, but it was like an early Christmas present, and I it was what I went to Halfords, and I used to have a pure shitty. I had a, a shitty bike, but I used it for my paper run. But I cycled fucking everywhere. You know when you're away and you're literally playing football every night, going to your mates' house, going. I, I cycled everywhere, and I, I ran it into the fucking ground. So this Christmas came up, and my mum and dad chipped in because they, they were separated and I, I got a bike and it was like 300 odd pound I always remember it was over 300 pound because they got me in the November and they were like it's an early Christmas present because you need it but they got me like the lights for it I got a really good frame shock absorbers fucking spent a fortune in Halfords getting all this thing built up for us right heavy shipped up bike I, I had it two days right and I left it outside the shop when I get my papers and there was no there right so I went into the shop no. put the fucking papers in the bag jumped back out wasn't there and I knew loads of folk in the area and I remember like once or twice I had mates who would like jump and hit my bike and put it in the corner and be like ah oh, they'd be sitting in the corner so I walked to me a few of the times man, aye, 100% I, same thing I gain it oh, they're going to be there but nobody there and I'm looking going fuck some cunt had fucking walked up nicked my bike and fucked off 300 odd pound Christmas present fucking gone gutted oh that absolutely, absolutely gutted because I, I used to I used to leave my bike outside an RS McCall and mm. same as you, you'd come out, wasn't it there? You'd go around the corner and be a few boys like that. Hey, I want um, And you're, you're kind of like, oh, very funny. Can I get my bike back? Hoping aye. to say aye. aye. Can I get my bike back? <laughs> no, mate. It's my bike yeah. now. I remember. Fair enough. This is fucking terrible as well. Like, like yourself, I had a paper around. My bike was runaway, fuck, worn tyres, brakes yeah. were only working, shadow would go up and Pedals fall off, all that kind of stuff. All that sort of stuff. So, F, there was a wee lane on my paper run. Mm-hmm. I flung my bike into that lane, into the bushes, and went home and told my man dad that somebody stole my bike. And they, 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 they home insurance at the time, and I got a new bike within a week or two. But that's pretty bad, you know, that's insurance fraud. But I flung my bike away and said somebody stole it. Can you imagine a post on up going, we should watch the CCTV, wee man. I've got you I, it was like it was an orange Apollo fucking monstrosity. Oh, they were always Apollo bike. bikes, mate. They were always oh, they were Apollo shy. bikes. And then, but then I got like a to replace that. I got some sort of diamond back fucking reptile stuff with like yeah. gyrotechnics and all. I was like, yes, now you're Aye. talking back in the day. But I think they must have reported that to, to claim the insurance because my man, I couldn't afford either two hundred pound bike. Um, but that's what home insurance was for back in the day. It was for fraud. <laughs> 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 Certainly not for that these days, is it, Jack? No, not at all, not at all. Bye. And to this day, my mum probably still thinks that my bike got stolen when I was twelve outside Irish McCall on the Page Road West at the halfway. I'm sure a lot of people will know what I'm talking Would you tell? About. Would you tell her now? Would I tell her now? Probably not. No. Do you think she would care? I don't think she would care. No. No. I nicked a packet of Foxy's mints when I was away in a, a corner shop and uh, uh, felt fucking guilt-ridden about it. 
I was only about seven or eight, and I remember taking it, and the guy smiling at us, and I had them behind my back, and then I made a massive point when I get home, uh, giving them away to my mum, and come up with this big elaborate, elaborate story about how somebody gave me them in school, but I didn't even like them, didn't like Fox's mints, don't even want them, don't even know why I bought them, and she must have been like, ah, why the fuck is he so keen, and get rid of these fucking mints, you mad wee weirdo, and she went, aye, alright, I'll take them, and I was like, please, please take them, good guilt ridden, like, fucking hell, like, and that was I. that was the only thing I ever shoplifted. I shoplifted a few sweeties out of the spa shop um, in Moss Park because it was like the, the sweeties were in the middle lane, mm-hmm. basically. So if you you went in with a pal and your pal went up and bought a fucking twist and squeeze, mm-hmm. their attention was distracted for a minute or two. You could like dip like a couple of Mars bars or something. I done that two or like like two or three times and that was that was plenty because yeah, the the guilt Aye. just rips out of you, man. It really does. This could probably be a main episode. This is nearly 40 minutes. Do you know what you're as well fucking doing that? That's what I'm going to do, right? So, um, one or two more things about school then. This will just go as a remember school episode or the nostalgia. Shakespeare, mate. Are you into Shakespeare? Uh, no, sister was all right, though. No. Uh, <laughs> That's rubbish. Good song. Um, where are we on Shakespeare? No, so Shakespeare, like... Uh, just learn, nah, just then Shakespeare? Nah, we probably did a wee bit or something, but... Did you never really did? We we done it in fourth year, so like standard grade, it was like Romeo and Juliet or something. And then See, higher, I done higher was... English. And I done advanced higher English as well. I had to move school for that. Um, but nah, I mean, I will have, but I just don't remember it. Yeah, it doesn't really stick out of my mind. Macbeth kind of does because that's pretty murderous, you know. And there's like his missus is a psycho, like Cheryl or Susan, for a couple of weeks ago. Aye. She goes mental, Lady Macbeth, and she ends up murdering people. Macbeth murders everybody. There's three witches in that at the beginning. I can kind of remember that, and then Romeo and Juliet because of the Buzz Lerman film. I can remember that. But... I remember Macbeth more for Blackadder. Right, okay. There's a, there's a whole episode about a theatre thing, and they don't say Macbeth. I've actually thought sort of thing about Macbeth is you can't say it in theatres because. Ah, it's bad luck. You get, you get yeah, bad luck, basically. Yeah. Uh, so nah, not, fuck not, on Shakespeare. Not particularly into Shakespeare. Um, the parts of a cell. Now I'm going to go off a memory here. The my the my mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Again, like I remember all the wee bits, the n- nucleo something, <laughs> right, something like that. But again, it's like, why do you need that if you're not going to be doing? I get the basics, but. I'll share a story, Jack, right? Um, I'm going to try and word this in a way that doesn't make me sound like a fucking idiot. But I wonder if I'm going to inspire a few people here to come out and go, actually, I'm like that as well. So me and my wife, when we were just first together, we're walking through a shopping centre one day and she mentioned how she was desperate for a wee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I was younger. like I'm, you're, I'm in my mid-twenties, right? And I just commented, you know, well, you know what your woman's got like a, like a towel or a tampon, whatever it is. Like, why don't you just pee and that'll soak it up? And she was like, what? And I was like, well, you just pee and that and it would soak it up, surely? And she went, well, no, it's a different hole. And that blew my fucking mind. And I was like, what do you mean a different hole? And she's like, well, you, you pee at a different hole? I'm like, fuck off. So that was the day I discovered that there's more than one re- hole down there in a lady's reproductive area. Right. And she was like, did you not pay attention in biology in school? And I was like, I must not have. Uh, and I... No, but the only thing in fucking biology type science in school was that picture of the ovary system with the two fucking I, big scary fucking arms that's what i remember almost like a ram's head yes and yeah. then i seem to remember again i don't know if i'm misremembering that sex education was never really a thing but for some reason i seem to remember sitting in a class and it might have been english or modern studies of, <laughs> and the teacher got his cock out and <laughs> rammed it into my mouth I meant this is sex education, wee man. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not. But it was like something that like, kind of get flung in for like twenty minutes during like an other lesson for something. Uh, we had um, was it social science that was I, been a fucking subject, right? It was just they would just do random shit in it. I think it was that uh, it would have been like, mo- mo- like modern studies would have been grouped in with social science. It was yeah. It would have been something like that. But I remember we had a teacher turn up for it one day that wasn't the usual teacher, and it was one of the days in a chemistry class, funnily enough, um, where they put two classes in together. 
and the only thing I remember for sexual education because everyone just spent the whole class laughing was the the line and I remember it vividly any moist contact can result in pregnancy and I always remember this cunt saying that and I was like what the fuck does he mean any moist contact and then it, it was going about just rubbing up against pants right. and I was like oh that's, that's enough don't need to know any more of that that's plenty now that's I'm right. sure it was flung into and other and I don't again I don't know if I'm just making this up but it wasn't a banana they brought it was like a hockey stick and they rolled it I'm pretty sure they rolled a Johnny in a hockey stick that's, that's a fucking unrealistic expectations for the lassies in the class going forward isn't it fucking hell the size of that I'm like yeah. here I'll use this pencil <laughs> I just get the HP out that's <laughs> it's like uh, uh, a kidney dish and two egg dishes aye the old <laughs> Alan Partridge one reading clocks with hands this has obviously been made by an idiot Gen, Gen Zedders yeah, you need to be able to tell the time I'm not buying that yeah one. I could do that no bother that was fine Roman numerals is only any use for Wrestlemania yeah bizarre that it never it took them that long to come up with something, like, something better you know like do they still do that in Wrestlemania is it like XXX1 nah they, they, they nah. chucked it after uh, was it 30 or 31 and they started doing like it's just Wrestlemania now with um, a logo right you would have thought um, 30 would have been a good one to chuck it at because that would have just been triple X. Yeah, they had triple X for that one and it might have been from 30, 31 might have been just the big play button because people joked called WrestleMania Play. Right. So I think it was WrestleMania 31 changed to the logo and now it is just WrestleMania. How to dissect an animal? Did you ever cut up animals in school? I don't remember doing that. Um, I nah. Again, I've got a vague memory of the same class that showed us the big raging bull vagina. Did they show you a video? F- Again, I think there was a frog in my class at a point and we had a scalpel and we cut it. But I might be misremembering because it was, would have been tw- nearly 25 years ago. Yeah. See, I don't... I, I remember not wanting to do that in school. I remember there being a lot of kids in my school that would have been happy to fucking cut something up. One of them kept a bag of swords on the school roof. Um just in case you get into a square go. He would for fighting at the weekend, that's where they kept the big fucking samurai swords and stuff. Um just on the top of the <laughs> somebody climbed up and found it found it one day. I think the teachers always never believed it was real. And I'm pretty sure somebody fucking went up one day and had a wee look and oh, I, I should have found axes and blades and tires. There's that roof. bag of swords. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He he was one of the mad bastards that you know when you're like the pure mental thing in school was you're in like second year or third year and somebody during the year joins a school and it's like a pure fucking buzz when you're like ten different classes are like fuck some cunts joined three point three and it's like what it's like it's like February fucking hell what's that all about and uh, I he was just a pure mad cunt because the only reason that somebody would join at that time is because oh, that cunt's been fucking. F- Flung out of the school in the corner. Uh, apparently, shagged three of his teachers and fucking St- stabbed, uh, stabbed the Arhard cunt uh, here. He killed uh, the whole class and they all reported him. And then he like, would come in and would end up just fighting somebody to prove how hard they were. Aye, uh, yeah. I thought, here comes Roscoe, man, he's half, he's nut. But yeah. Mark's, <laughs> Big Mark says he's a fucking, and he's just going to go each other. Aye. And that would settle it. Simpler times. Oh, 100%. And that was the end of it. Aye, that uh, was, aye. Do you know what? Like, see if people just square go in school and then that was it. That'd be fine. But it's the fact that they do that and then go stab each other, shoot each other or whatever. Yeah. Aye, that's 100%. What that's what it starts to get a bit twisted. I don't think there's anything else on this list that is particularly of interest to us Scots, George Washington. Can I ask you a question about school? Sure. What's, what's the kind of funniest stuff you remember happening in school? Like, is there anything that just sticks out as that happened in school? Um, you put I remember this isn't even necessarily funny but I remember it was funny at the time and it's just one of the weird memories that sticks out one of the boys Barry we were playing rounders one day and it was uh, primary school so we were down on like, the secondary school football pitch and I remember the teacher that he kept making a point because we had a pure solid wooden rounders bat and I mean this thing was fucking halved was like, bat, oh right. I it would, it would fucking kill you if you hit some cunt hard enough with it out of the head right uh, and we're playing like rounders, like tennis ball and a solid wooden rounders bat. And uh, I remember like, he kept saying how very carefully place the bat down. Don't throw it and run. If you hit it hard, you know, blah, 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 to ground the bases, place it down. And everyone was placing it. And this boy Barry comes up 
And one of the lassies didn't really get involved too much in PE. Shamina, I always remember there was Shamina and Barry. That was it. And she was just like, to be involved but not have to do much because she couldn't run. She couldn't wear PE stuff because of her religious gear she had to wear, um, which was fair enough. So she stood at the back and she was like, I can catch the ball. But she was right behind Barry. And Barry hit this fucking belter of a fucking home run, right? Smashed the thing. I remember it going 12 or 15 miles, right? It must have fucking landed somewhere over in Gifnock, right? But he get dead excited and turned around and launched the bat right into poor, poor Shamina's face. And her nose just fucking burst everywhere. And he, <laughs> like, he I... ran round the bases as the teacher was screaming, Barry, <laughs> Barry, <"Party, party." laughs> the teacher was fucking raging. And the poor lassie's covered in blood and he's trying to hang her and Barry's running in his fucking home run, thinking he's the fucking best thing ever. Like, I don't know if that's particularly funny, but I remember like being, um, like it was a, a rain day or something, so we were inside. And um, but I had a full-blown orange in my hand. Like, mm-hmm. no, I sat swimming like a full blown fucking orange. Yeah. And we were, we were flinging at the teacher, me and my pal, just across the class. And I went like, I'm going to fucking <laughs> smash this off your face. And I went like, and as I flung it, a lassie came in the door, obviously, and it just burst over her face. But I've spoken about this lassie before. This lassie was the lassie that said that she slept with you and McGregor when we were in second uh, S3 or whatever so she was right. like 14, 15 she was like a total fantasist and the amount that I had to basically beg her I was like please to say it. don't say it I didn't mean it because it was just so bad the time to be she opened the door that she got hit with like a pound orange uh-huh. that I had baseball found at her cooking um, I thought again not particularly funny but the last thing I got hit in the face I wonder if she told <laughs> tells people that story Rather than the fucking I slept with you and my Jake embellishes on it. And he meant it, he was aiming at me. He had the, a brick. Remember going in school, snuck a brick into the class. And flung it up my face as I walked in because he was a sexist little pig back what in the was day. Her, what was her name? Joan. I would shoot like that. I remember he shouted, Here, Joan, you're midden. And yeah, I turned but... round and went, What is it, Jack? And I was going to give him my last bit of play piece. And he just launched this fucking. <laughs> he ran at me with this brick. Didn't even throw it, he ran at me. Oh, I can still hear the noises that exploded off her face, man. I feel bad for it. Like, and then. This wasn't in school again. Like, this just sounds like me just injuring lassies, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a new section of the podcast where I just injure women. Um, I this went is to the police turn up at your door in a couple of days. Are you, uh, sir? We're going to talk to you about a couple of domestic abuse cases from back in the day in school. From back in 1995, a Jones um, been in touch. So, like during during uh, summer break, there was obviously your parents get annoyed that you're there <laughs> and they have to right. activities basically. So one of the activities that I went to when I was about eleven or twelve was um, drama classes at the RSAMD in Glasgow. Yeah. So we're having like the like at lunchtime having like a play fight thing and I was trying to, the boys were trying to keep the girls out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. So I was pushing against the door and this lassie stuck her horn through and I never, again, I never see this, I never seen the hand. I ran up and body slammed the door and broke her fingers. Oh! <laughs> so, <laughs> her dad basically chased me at the RSAMD. Me and an wee boy, I can't remember the boy's name, Ryan or something. But I chased us out the RSAMD and I did um, get asked not to come back, like in the middle of summer. Like it was only like a six week. It was like from nine until twelve every Saturday morning for six weeks during the summer holiday. Do something so your parents can get rid of you, basically. Yeah, and I broke out with lashes fingers. Did you feel bad about it? I felt terrible about it. Yeah, you could have went back and done like a monologue or something to try and make up for it, but also get some extra credits in as well. Like. I remember doing a monologue about shooting pigeons at the thing, and like we we're meant to be doing like a like a comedy type thing. That was like trying to do a comedy monologue type thing, and mine was about shooting pigeons, like a gardening show. Where like his gardening shows were vote back like in vogue back in the day. Yeah, you know, like tip marks and stuff like that. So I thought it'd be quite funny to go. Like, uh, imagine you were like a garden show host that just hated pigeons, <laughs> and you just blasted them out of there every time they flew over your your garden. I thought it was funny when I was 11. I think there's still legs in it nowadays and I'm 38 to be honest with you. But <laughs> To be fair, me and my mate came up with the idea of a goggle box when we were uh, much, much younger, long before Aye. that was even a thing. Uh, I, I'd made a fucking fortune. 
But all this stuff, well, like, can you... Oh, that, again, it's another show about intellectual property and stuff like that that we, we can't really get into, but... Can you go back and claim it? How can you, how, how can you intellectually claim something like that? Because intellectual property is still a thing nowadays, like, you know? 100%. I, I think you would have to prove that you came up with it first. But obviously, know that you've just wrote it in a bit of paper and went here, I've got a thousand ideas for telly shows in here. Because that's, that's a thing that people do as well. A lot, I think a lot of people do it with music. Yeah. They'll just write a million chords in a certain order, copyright them, and then say, that sounds like that one I wrote 20 years ago. Yeah. And but a lot, and it was I'll, released or intended yeah, to be released like a lot, a lot of the time, they, they just kind of get paid off to shut up. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's professional... Like music grifters out there. Somebody we would oh, Ed Sheeran was getting it recently, wasn't he? He got one like the one that got proved was Robin Thicke. Yeah, Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Because it's Marvin Gaye, isn't it? Ah, but it's like the way that the judge announced it. When I say announced it, that's not the right word. But it was like almost like it's got the same vibe, and that's how you get fucked for it. Like, yeah. It wasn't like the same. It was like oh, it's got the same sort of vibe but surely there's only so many fucking chord progressions or whatever i'm not a musician but surely there's like, a point into it where they're like you've just literally ripped it off though especially at a professional level but even even if you were going able like, asking permission for it it's like the verve because they oh bittersweet symphony was their biggest hit huh. and that, that violin line was written that piece was written by bowie and jagger um but they never asked permission or never got the right copyright for it so they get they never got a lot of money off that album urban hymns because they lost a lot of money for it because that wasn't asked for permission. Right, okay. There's a whole story behind that, but yeah. I'm sounding like Colin here, but I'm just making up a fact that I've heard a wee bit of. But well, that's, sure what, I've been, that's what I've been doing for the last five minutes as well, mate. Just like, I sort of remember something about something. Aye, so it's now yeah. fact. Yeah, that now but, happened. That now happened, yeah. Mate, this is a full episode, so I'm super excited about that. Magic. Colin will be because he that... I, We've given Colin about a fortnight off. If he's, if he's not recovered by the middle of November, he's fucking at it. Aye. And I'll be back again to talk about Mearshite. Don't worry. Yeah. Always happy to have you, mate. But aye, cheers for covering the last about month or something, mate. <laughs> Been perfect. Saved No, Colin. I hope folks have enjoyed it. Aye, I'm sure they will. Comment and... Uh, uh, Patreon comments and stuff like that will be fine. Cheers for tuning in. Cheers, mate. We'll speak to you soon, guys. Take it easy. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening, and if they are, they're pretty hardcore long-term memory fans, and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely. And if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag, they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm.